fishing on Dante 9 is quite different from what Picard and Data were doing on the holodeck of the Enterprise. As a matter of fact, the term deep-sea fishing on Dante 9 is so literal, it's downright comical. Let me explain briefly. The fish on Dante 9 are monstrous. They make their homes at the bottom of the ocean, never getting near the surface at all. Consequently, not only do the residents of Dante 9 never eat fish, many of them don't believe fish even exist, having never seen them. But they do exist. So my family and I went deep-sea fishing on this fine day. We were doing it while standing on the bottom of the ocean. That's the deep-sea part. My family, by the way, consists of myself, my wife, to whom I shall refer as Lady Q, and my son, whom I hereby designate as Little Q. The Lady Q is a rather brassy individual, with a low tolerance for foolishness of any kind, most particularly mine. But although she displays little patience for me, she dotes endlessly, some would say nauseatingly, upon our son, Little Q. I can hardly blame her. Young Q maintains a unique position in the universe in that he is the first Q born within the continuum since time out of mind. As a result, Lady Q takes the responsibility of his upbringing most seriously. I, however, take the position that all work and no play makes for a dull boy. Harmony is not a constant in our household. So, there we were, the three of us, comfortably situated on the ocean floor, rods in hand, and fishing lines floating a good 200 feet or so above us. I feel sorry for the fish father, said little Q. Why? They don't have a chance against us. We're of the Q continuum, and they're just fish. That's their lot in life, son, I replied. We don't have to empathize. It wouldn't hurt. Lady Q said. She had a rather off-handed way of speaking when she was contradicting me, something she did quite often. Empathizing with lower life forms is a good habit to learn, she said. My, aren't we the sentimentalists today, I said. Darling, said the Lady Q between clenched teeth, might I remind you that the times in your life you've gotten into the most trouble have been caused precisely by a lack of sympathy for lower life forms. <laughs> Your mother is exaggerating. Your mother is doing nothing of the kind. What sort of trouble did you get into, Father? asked Little Q. His eyes were wide with excitement. Well, <clears throat> I didn't like the way the conversation was going. There was that time when the continuum, go on, she said, was miffed and we had a falling out. They took away his powers, she said with excessive cheerfulness. They did? Little Q looked amazed. What was that like? Were you scared? You must have been scared. Uh, I was um, disconcerted, but not scared and never scared. I looked at Lady Q as if daring her to contradict me once more. Her features softened. He was not scared, she agreed, looking at me with, dare I say, genuine admiration. I have seen your father in many different situations. I have seen him angry, petulant, upset, arrogant, but afraid? Never. Then, to my surprise, 
little Q reached over and hugged me. What's this about, I asked. For being the bravest father in the universe, he said, and he looked up at me in that trusting manner that only children can muster. Promise you'll never leave us. Ah, well, I can't promise that, little Q. There are always matters I have to attend to. Promise you'll never leave us alone. Well, one should never be left alone. The solitude, the emptiness, what it does to the mind and spirit. There is nothing in the universe worse than that. You may think there is, but there isn't. I will never leave you alone. Not ever. I promise, I said firmly. In fact, I... At that moment, I got a good yank on my fishing line.